Uh, at this time, uh, D'Angelo, uh, tell them to cue up the opening song. Uh, I, actually, I want the praise and worship team to come back up, and I want you to do the song they open up service with. Uh, Thank you, Chief. Heavenly Father, thank you for being everything to us, being everything. Oh, we love you so much. Late in the midnight hour, when we don't know what to do, you're there. You've been so good. So good. We just want to say thank you. Thank you for the day. Thank you for blessing us to have another opportunity to say thank you. Thank you for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to say to all the mothers, uh, happy Mother's Day. But every day is Mother's Day. Amen. Is it me? We so, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Thank you, Ross. I appreciate that. Uh, every day is Mother's Day. I, I, I just want to say um, uh, I appreciate you uh, more than you can ever imagine. I've been blessed uh, in my lifetime to have uh, several women who acted as mothers in my life. Uh, and, um, and, the greatest is my biological mother. Uh, she loved me to her death. Um, I was everything, everything to her. She was, I was her pride and joy. And she, um, she loved us so much and all the flaws and all that. She loved her children. Um, but God put so many other women in my life. But then he blessed me uh, with my wife. Um, I tell people all the time, and they laugh when I say it, I said, Ardina raised me for the last 37 years. You know, I, 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 uh, I, I honor her because she taught me how to be a husband. Let me just turn it off. Just turn it off and I just pick this one up. Would that be better? Okay, good. All right, is it on? Yeah, we're good. So just turn this one off. I just work from here. Uh, so she, I, I tell everybody, uh, Minister Horton, she raised me for the last uh, 37 years. Uh, she taught me how to be a father. She taught me how to be a husband. She taught me how to be a leader. Uh, and Brad, in my weakness and in my shortcoming, uh, 
I was so naive, I, I didn't even know I had them because she covered them so well. Um, she just covered all my flaws. Uh, whenever I make a mistake, I didn't know I made a mistake until God showed me I had made a mistake and she had covered it. Uh, she always made me look good. She always, uh, I was always, uh, 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 um, a blessing um, in her life that God had given her uh, to, to instill a leadership in how to be a husband. So, Adina, I love you so much, and happy Mother's Day, even though you're not my mother. <laughs> nah, that's my baby. That's my baby. I love you so much. Thank you so much for being uh, one of the greatest mothers I could ever have, personally. I appreciate that. The, the, the message, Tasha, is a, is, a, is a different kind of message, so I, I want you guys to open up your hearts and receive this. And I want all my young people, uh, particularly, uh, to hear this message. So if, if you're on your phones or you plan in your mind is somewhere else, and uh, I want you to zero in on this one. I think it's important uh, as I kind of bring this message out. Uh, and mothers, uh, I want you to know uh, you're so important because you are the creative source uh, that God used to bring life into the world. And, uh, and it's, you, you're so amazing because in the darkness of your womb, life is birth, right? And so all the creative imagination, everything really is worked out in the womb of a woman, right? So when God really wanted to express himself in true form, he really used a woman to do it. And he used this woman, the womb of this woman, and inside of it, he shaped humanity. And he really wanted to, humanity to be transformed, so he used a woman to do it. Now, we're in a male, we're in a male world, in a, in, in a male-dominated society, and, and uh, it's a lot of male chauvinists and all that, but I just want you to know, we, even in the beginning, you know, we get a lot of credits that a guy created man, and then from man, he created, the woman came from the man, but I just want you to know, there's nowhere else in history or in time that it ever happened, right? And so God uniquely uh, said, okay, I know y'all taught that, and I know it's important, but I just want you to know that woman is so important. Nothing in this world ever, ever happened except it come through the womb of a woman. He said, that, that's how important this woman is. Now, she's the most abused, uh, mistreated, talked about, ran down, even by her own husband. Sometimes by her dad, sometimes by her mother, by her uncles, her brothers. Some of you all have been touched where you had no business being touched. Uh, you've been molested, you had no business being molested, uh, and God is angry about it, all right? And, and he loved you so much, man, he let you uh, fight through it. And he brought you through it to let you know that I got you. I want you to understand, I want you, he said, some of you all are wounded uh, because of it and things that happened, but today uh, I'm going to give you a message so your life can be transformed so you know who you are and who you are, right? Uh, God is unique. Uh, when God wrote Genesis um, uh, through the pen of one of the writers, what he said was, I'm going to create humans and I'm going to create this species and I'm going to create them in my image. Now I know we say God created man in his image, but if you keep reading, he said he created he, he, he him. Male and female, he created them. And because God wanted a plan, God had a plan, and he created And what he was, he wanted to put him inside of all of us, even the ones that's in prison, right? The ones that's no good, you think it's not worth a pot to pee, and the one that throw out our God says, I'm still in them, right? He said, now they may go off track, they may do some things they have no business doing, but I want you to know I'm inside of them. Uh, they are me. Uh, I just want you to understand that, right? He says, but... A lot of times, when you don't know who you are, 
then you let anybody lead you. When you don't know who you are, you let anybody lead you because you're trying to go somewhere and you don't know where you are. But when you know that you know, right? Then the, the Bible says this way. Once the Holy Spirit comes on you, you don't even need a man to teach you. What he really was saying was once you understand who you are, right? He said then it's the, game, the game changes. So we're going to talk about that. So we're going to talk about the power of I or the power of your imagination. Because I think your imagination is really God in real time, right? And so and we've got we to work with that so we can see it. Because in the beginning, God operated from his mindset. So God thought something, and remember this here. It said, in the beginning was the word of God, and the word was with God, right? And the word really incarnated and came into the earth. So God thought it. And then he manifested it in Jesus in the world, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So all of a sudden, now God's mind uh, comes to life in word form. And so, and, and then so when you speak it, there's power in speaking. There's something about your words. Life, the scripture says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. So, and, and, and it also talks uh, about the way you think. Everybody say the way you think. Now, you think it, once you think it, you are right. But once you say it, then look out. Right? Out of the brothers of the heart, the mouth speak it. So you got to watch out what's going in the heart. What's going into your subconscious because it drives you. Right? So a lot of us, uh, when we're up to seven, up to seven years of age, uh, our mind is being shaped. You know, you got little kids, that's, especially your mothers now. Listen to me very carefully if you got kids uh, that's not seven years old yet. From zero to seven, kids are like sponges. Uh, they absorb all the learning, right? And they, I mean, everything. So all of a sudden, uh, uh, a flurry, you say, ooh, ooh, my baby's so smart, and she can talk. My baby's so smart, she can walk. My baby can say this here. And, and the baby starts having conversations, and you say, ooh, they, they grown. They speak like a, what it is is they're not, they, they don't even, they don't understand what they're processing. What's happening is you're shaping them. And everything you tell them, they're learning and it's becoming part of their subconscious, right? And then once you get your subconscious, then it drives the car. It takes over the light. And then they just start moving accordingly. For those who study it, understand what I'm talking about, right? Now, so we're going to get to this thing at the power of I. So you got to know who you are. God had a situation that was happening in Egypt, right? In Egypt, there was a man that was very, very powerful. His name was Pharaoh. Pharaoh was very, very powerful, and God had created Pharaoh when he was in his mother's womb. He knew everything about Pharaoh. He knew Pharaoh was going to be the king of Egypt. He knew how powerful he was going to be. Uh, he knew everything about him, but God really wanted Pharaoh to have his nature of love. But sometimes you get sidetracked and you get so powerful like all of us. And sometimes we put God on the back burner and we want to do us. So God had to straighten him out. So God called a young man by the name of Moses. Now Moses was a murderer. I know, I know we want to make him the great liberator. Moses really was a murderer. Uh, Moses killed a man and had to go on the run. right? But God still loved Moses because Moses was created in God's image. And God had a plan for Moses. So God tells Moses, Pharaoh is tripping, right? He's tripping. He's messing 
with the people that I created, and he's doing things that I just do not like. And the people have been crying to me for deliverance and for healing, and they think I'm not listening, and I heard every cry. Now, I said that for a reason, because all you ladies who've been hurting and you thought things was happening and God didn't hear your cry, he said, I'm hearing you, I'm listening to you, I got you. I promise you I got you, right? And he said, and I'm hearing it. So then God tells Moses, and he sends Moses out into the wilderness, man, to get an experience, and he tells Moses, Moses, I want you to go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Now, don't miss this now. He said, tell Pharaoh to let my people go, right? And Moses, who had a speech impediment, uh, was kind of nervous and said, I'm scared to talk, uh, Glenda. He said, listen, just do what I told you. He said, I got you because I'm going to speak through you. And then uh, he said, and I'll tell you what to say. Moses did was nervous. He said, get your brother. He said, then I'll talk to him. But God, Moses said something. Moses told God, Brad, God, the people not going to believe me, nor Pharaoh. What am I going to tell them? He said, tell them who I am. Tell them that I sent you and said, release me. Now, who are you? He said, tell them I am sent you. He didn't say, I was Jehovah. He didn't say, I was Jesus. He said, tell them I am sent you. Right? He said, who? who, who? Just, just tell them, there's no one because I am everything. I am everything to you. He said, I'm, I'm the one who created Pharaoh. He said, he'll understand it. Just tell him, I am sent you. He says, and when you tell him, it's gonna, a signal going to connect, and he's going to get a little shaky in his boots. And then he's going to realize it, but you know how people are. They're going to get a little, and then I'm going to have to do some things and let them know. He said, but tell him, I am. Everybody say, I am. Now, it's something about the I am that's important, uh, Camilla, because the I am is the God of the Bible, right? And he says, I'm everything. Everything that was created, everything in the earth was created by him. Everybody say everything. Now, and so when he said, I created mankind in my image, in my likeness, uh, and he says, I created you, so it's something about you that's about me. So God really created man so man can really express him. Now don't you forget this, because you got to know who you are, because if you don't know who you are, uh, you'll fall for anything, right? So God created mankind so mankind can tell the world who he was. Everybody said, well, me, well, what do you do? You go and you witness the people and you tell them how good God is, right? So when God created you and then he downloaded you and you got it, and once you realize who he was in your life, you start telling people how good God is, right? So God created us so we can really express who he is, right? Now, I want you to understand about this man. I got a grandson uh, by the name of Jay. I call him Jay, but his name is really Arthur Duran III, right? And he's a rascal. He, I mean, he's a little pistol, right? Uh, he's just like his daddy. He, he like his granddaddy. He like his daddy, right? So the boy is amazing. He's an amazing kid. He's very shy to some people, but to everybody else, he's not, right? Uh, but he's very shy, but this kid is a, a, a walking genius, right? He doesn't even know it. Right? He's amazing. I mean, when he was a little kid, uh, they had him in school, uh, they told him to count to 10, he counted to 100. Right? They told him to put something together in two minutes, and he did it in 30 seconds. Everything they told him to do, he do it. And one day we sitting at home, 
And this boy got a piece of paper and created something. Then he got something else and he created something. And everything he put his mind to, he has the ability to do it. Now he's only 14 years old, but he can do anything he puts his mind to. So I told D'Angelo, I said, D'Angelo, you ought to get Jay in the media. You know, D'Angelo was kind of reluctant about those kids. I said, but I'm telling you, man, Jay can do it, man. I said, listen, all you do is show him, right? And then Jay can do anything, right? Uh, whatever he want to do, and he put his mind to it, he visualizes it, and he does it, right? Now, he, can, he can't do it except God is in him, right? Now, so I want you guys to get this. So whatever he can imagine in his mind that he decides he want to do, he does it, right? Uh, and just like you, except you don't know it, but we're going to talk about it today, amen? So in Philippians chapter 2, uh, it says this. Let this mind be in you, which was also where? Now it's important to understand this mind that was in you, right, was also the mind that was in Christ. But he said, I want you to have this mind, this same mindset. Well, what kind of mindset did Christ have? What, what did Christ have? Who was Jesus and what kind of mind did he have? Well, he really uh, tried to let everybody know that me and my father are one. Right? So I really got the mind of my dad. So the thing that I do, I know you see me, and I keep this in mind, that Jesus was really the son of man. He was Mary's baby boy. Right? Uh, everybody's Mary's baby boy. Right now. So because when God wanted to change the world, everybody said when God wanted to change the world, he used the womb of a woman. So he took this woman, and he, and he birthed this baby boy, and his name was Jesus. Right? Now, verse 6 says this. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal to God. So uh, don't forget this, Taylor. Uh, he was in the form, and he did not, was not ashamed to let everybody know who he was. He wasn't afraid. Now, he knew it was going to cost him his life, because anytime you tell somebody who you are, and they don't believe it, they want to kill you. Right? And so, even though everything he was doing was built out of love, right? And so I want you to get this. Don't miss it, right? So now, in John, all right, because I want to plead my case, and I want to make sure the case is right. So when you leave here, because I want every kid, when they go to school tomorrow, uh, their life has changed, right? And all you mothers are going to talk about you as well. Here we go. Uh, in John 17 21, here's what it says. Look, Kevin. I pray that they will be one. Everybody said be one. Just as you and I are one. This is Jesus talking. He's having a conversation with his father. Right? He said, I want them to be in agreement or in one just like you and I, that we're not separate. I'm not, you're not over here and I'm over there. We're really one. We're, everybody say one. He says, as you and I, he said, as you are in where? He said, now you, Father God, I am is in me. Right? Then he says this, Father, and I am where? Now they connected. Everybody said join it together. I want you to understand this here because it's important because Jesus is trying to give us a message and I think it's a lot of us missed it. Right? He says, and may they be in us so that the world will believe that you sent me. And this is important because we, they won't know they won't know, Glenda. They won't know 
if, if you don't make us one. You don't, they will not know. It's important for them to understand this thing. So they got to be one. They got to know the God in them. Right? So Jesus said it all the time, over and over and over. But we, we, we read it like this here. And the Holy Spirit came upon them. And they were filled with power. Right? Now, this Holy Spirit, remember Jesus, was really God in the flesh. Or he was the incarnation of God. Well, we got to read that. We got to prove it. But before we prove it, I want to read this to you. In Jeremiah 32 in the Old Testament, uh, Spud, it says, I am the Lord. Who's the Lord? I am. He said, the God of all people of the world. All right? Is anything too hard for me? Everybody says anything. I want to know, is anything too hard for God? Is there, have there been some things in your life that you thought was too hard and you pulled it off? Raise your hand. You said, but I can't do it. There's no way I can do it. But some kind of way, you believed you could do it, and you did it. It, it got really tough. It was very challenging. But in your mind, now listen, some people told you you couldn't do it. They told you you could never accomplish it. Right? But you said, yes, I can. And once you said, yes, I can, you did it. Now, after you did this, well, you know, you just worked really hard. And, and you, get, you just knew some people, and, and, and you, they, they give all cap. But what it is is because you believed it, so much so, you acted on it. Right? But, it, but here's, what, here's what it started. Uh, uh, Jay Anari, which is the other half of Jay, uh, the older version of him, right, got this this mind, he's a pilot ahead of time, right? So he's literally a pilot ahead of time. So they, they set him down, we set him down with a pilot that was 32 years, a 32-year veteran. And, and uh, so Nari, at this time, Nari's like 13 years old. I, we set him down for lunch with a pilot that was 32 years, uh, flying for Delta. And uh, I think it was Delta, American Airlines. And he sat down and he thought uh, he was just sitting down with anybody. But God uh, was inside this young boy, and when he started to talk, the man was mesmerized. And, and so when he started talking, Nari is really quiet. So Nari don't say nothing, right? But his mind is working. And I can see it in his eyes, but he won't say nothing, right? So I said, something got to trigger, man. Otherwise, it's a wasted lunch, right? So the girl that brought the guy in from out of town, uh, because I told her about my grandson, and, and I, I want her to meet this pilot. I want him to meet. So the man messed around and said something. And when he said something, he said something about, I don't know what it was, but he triggered something in Nari. And when he did it, Nari started talking about aircrafts. And he started talking about the planes when they were flying in the war and why they was flying so low. Remember, he's 13 years old. He started talking about the instruments and then he started talking about everything about the planes. And when he got done, here's what the man told me. Whatever you do, protect his mind. Whatever you do, protect his mind. Don't let anybody mess with his mind. Never seen anything like it. He knew stuff the pilot who had been flying for 32 years didn't know. Now remember, he, he had never been in a plane. He had never flown a plane before, right? But he knew everything about it. I can bring him up here. We, we was riding a car. He said, nobody ever asked me. I can bring him up right now and sit him down. And I promise you, when he gets through talking, nobody will move. He'll mesmerize you. But he ain't never been to pilot school, anything like that. But God downloaded it in him. I want you to know the power of I. Everybody say the power of I. All right, now, here we go. 
uh, D'Angelo, something just happened and I lost everything on my iPad. Right? But thank God I got it on my thing. But I want, they, they need to see this, so you need to come fix this so I can, so I can get on the screen. Right? Okay. Because they need to see the scripture, otherwise they're going to think I'm just talking. Right? Um, so uh, I want to go down. Okay, take, go to where it says John, who on, whoever on the path, stay with me. Go to John 1 and 1. There it is. All right? Here's what it says. Now, here we go. I'm going to walk. Listen, I'm going to be a little bit over the day, but it's going to be worth your wait and go. Right? Here's what it says. In the beginning, hear me out. In the beginning, the word already what? Now, the word already existed, man, before you. So the word already existed, Kevin. Right? The word was where? The word was with who? Now, you remember, this word. It was already in the mind of God. Right? Then it says, and the word was, and that word, which is what he was thinking, was already God. And so whenever God, oh, let me get going, I better keep going. He existed in the beginning with who? He talked about what? The word, everybody said the word. Now the word uh, is Christ for our sake. Amen? Now, watch verse 3. This is important. God, everybody said God, created everything, right, through him. Who is the him? Everybody said the word. God created everything through the word, and nothing was created except through what? Now, I want you to get this now. I want you to take your imagination, and I want you to think of everything that you can imagine that you see in this world. Right? And tell me who created it. God, everybody said God. But I want you to know it was a man that did it. It was in the mind of a man. And the man's imagination thought it. And he carried it out. So that imagination, DeAndre Pentecost, must be something else called God. And, and, and so God works through the imagination of men. That's why if you think it, you can bring it to pass. So when we say everything was created by him, now you got to understand who you are. But if you don't know you got that kind of creative power in you and that kind of wisdom, man, you won't operate in it. You'll keep on thinking you're nothing because they've been telling you it's nothing. Right? Uh, uh, I was... Uh, uh, well, I'll get back to that. Remind me about your TikTok. I saw your TikTok the other day. I think it was a TikTok. Yeah, yeah. doctor. I saw your TikTok. It was real good, right? So now, here's what he says. The word gave life to what? God thought about things in the world, and he gave life to it. Everything that was created. Who did it? God did it, right? And his life brought life to what? Everyone. Everybody say God. The light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. I don't care what happened, they could not put out God's light. Right? I want you to know something. Nobody knows what happens in the darkness of your mind. Nobody can put it out except you.
I don't care what anybody else say. God is working through you. That's why Jesus said he'll be in you. Right? Because he's in you, nobody can extinguish the light. Now, they can say, you're not going to be anything. You're only nothing if you decide you're nothing. Now, now I don't care what everybody else say, but you got to know who you are. And if I know that God is working in me, and if I can think it, because everything God did, we doing. I know it's a deep because I don't talk to you. People don't talk to you this way, right? But I want you to know, God created things. Everything changes. Here's why things changes. This is important. Don't miss this, Brad. Everything changed because people's imagination changes. Whenever somebody else imagines something, it changes. Yesterday was a fact, tomorrow is not. After that, then there's somebody else, right? But your imagination is God working the same way he worked in the beginning. He thought it, then he brought it to pass. He thought it, and then he spoke it. He thought it, and then he spoke it. When he wanted to bring the world into existence, he thought it in his mind, because everything, everything, everything starts with a thought. I want you to understand this. Because you got to know how God, why, why Jesus was so important. Because God was trying to show us something. Right? So here's what he says in Matthew. This, it'll make sense. So I, I wrap this thing, come around. In Matthew, um, here's a, a conversation. I want you to eavesdrop on it. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? Who do they say the son of man is? Right? And then they, they asked him a question. Now, who is the son of man? What, what are they saying about it? Well, they replied, some say he's John the Baptist. Some say he's Elijah. And others say he's Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. That's what they're saying. But then he says this. Then he asked them a question. Here's what he said. But I want to know who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? Right? Because if, if you don't understand, because it, it don't matter what everybody else say. It matters what you say. Now, Peter, I need to know because I can't use you unless I know you know. I can't change the world unless I know you know. So I can't even indoctrinate you unless I know you really get this message. So who do you say I am? Then Peter's response. Here's what Peter says. Uh, you are the Messiah, right? The son of the living God. Now, he re Jesus reveals himself to him, and he said, who are you? He said, you are the Messiah. He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Who are you? Who are you? And who are you? He said, you're the son of the living God. He says, well, who told you this? I want to know who told you that you was the son of the living God. Here's what he says. Jesus replied, you are blessed since somebody told you that. He said, you're blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven revealed this to you. Who revealed it to you? He said, now God revealed this. So God opened this up soon as 
as you believe, the game changed. Soon as you believe that you could do, then you got it. Soon as you said, I can, I did. Right? He says, uh, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you, you did not learn this from any human being. Because God, the Spirit of God, has to reveal to you, man, who God is in you. That's why he said, except the man believe. If you don't believe it, then you will never do nothing. You know, uh, Tyrese, I'm going to mess with him a little bit, but Tyrese is on the football team. He's all state from Muskegon, so he went to Grand Valley on a full scholarship. And he went down there, and the boy can play football. He's really good, but he didn't want to play. Now, his mama wanted him to play. Um, his daddy had passed away, but his daddy probably, if he's alive, he would have been kicking him, wanting him to play, and everybody else. So the coach and all of them, they, and Tyrese was good. I mean, really good. And he could have played and started, right? And they talked about him, said all kind of stuff. I mean, they thought they could motivate him, tell him he's weak, and you're doing all this here, you're on scholarship, and all this kind of stuff. They did all that thought. If they did all that, they would make him play football. But Tyrese said, I do not want to play. Tasha said, you ain't coming back home. I promise you're not coming back home. Tyrese said, I'm not playing football. I'm going to take all your money away. You don't get a, I, I'm not playing football. Guess what? Tyrese did not play football. Because he had made up in his mind that I'm not going to play football. Now, it was a young boy played for the Los Angeles Lakers by the name of Reeves. You might be watching the series. And the boy was undrafted, but he believed that he could play in the NBA. He believed it so much he didn't listen to none of his friends. He just worked hard, and he said the other day he played 40 minutes in the game against the Golden State Warriors. He said, I just couldn't believe it. My friends, the phone was ringing, because they said, man, this is what you, you know, this is the biggest right. But he believed. He believed that he could do it when a whole lot of other people thought he couldn't, because they didn't even draft him. He was undrafted. Nobody warned him. Nobody picked him because they thought he couldn't do it. Not everybody thinks he's going to be the great. Everybody said the reason why they win is because Reeves got the ball in his hand. The same kids they thought wasn't going to be nothing, but he believed it. Now, there's something about when you believe. Everybody said when you believe. The power I. Let me help us get across this field, right? Now, watch this here. This is good. Young people, get it. Now, I say to you, this is Jesus talking to Peter. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means you're the rock. You're solid. You got this, right? And upon this rock, I will build my church, right? And the all, everybody say all. And all the powers in hell will not conquer it. Now listen, once you make up in your mind, Peter, right, all the devils in hell won't stop you. Everybody can tell you you're not going to be nothing. They say you're not going to mount nothing. Your mama's no good. Your daddy's no good. You ain't gonna, all your family, they all been bums. It, was, it doesn't matter because you did it. Because you made up in your mind that you wanted to do it. Well, who did that? It was the God in you. And he was injured because everything happens from the inside out. Nothing really external really affects you. In this three-dimensional world, nothing on the external, it don't mean it. Y'all can tell me I can't preach. So he can't preach, he don't know what he's doing. It doesn't bother me because you don't get to determine that. Once I decide I can't preach, then I'm done. Then I'm going into a pity party, my head is going down, 
I'm going crazy because that's what I believe. Everybody say I. And I'm about to cross, I'm about, I'm about to bring this thing to a close in a few minutes. Here's what he says. And, everybody say and. I will give. Now, once Peter recognized, the, once he recognized the power in who he was, he said that I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Once, Flurry, you realize who you are, I'm going to give you the keys. I can't give you the keys to my house when you don't understand the rules. I'm not going to give you the keys to the car and you don't know how to drive. You're not going to wreck my $100,000 car. You're not going to mess up my Mercedes. You're not going to tear up my Jeep. I'm not going to do it until I know that I know. I was over to my uh, Glenda house the other day, and Nari said, Nari drove the car over to Glenda's house, and he got out, and he went to his granny. He said, see, granny, I can drive. She said, uh-huh. Because <laughs> she just got a new car. She, but he, she ain't that convinced yet. <laughs> now, 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 uh, 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 Tater drives the car. Her other grandson right? But she believed that Tater can take the cow over here and bring it back. She's not so sure about Nari yet. But once she believe it, she's going to give him the keys. Stay with me, right? This is going to make sense to you. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom, and watch this, because everybody read it, and they quote it, and they, they got they, all this interpretation of it, but here's what it is, right? Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. God said, I'm going to give you the keys to unlock heaven. He says, in your mind, he says, listen, once I know you got it, I'm going to give you the keys. And anything that you permit will be permitted. Anything you want to lock up will be locked up. He said, I'm going to back you up in heaven. He said, I'm going to be right there in your mind. And when you say no, it's no. Well, I can't do this. Well, you won't do it. I can do this. Then you will do it. Once you understand who you are, you can lose and bind. Now, I can't lose and bind your life because he didn't give me authority over your life. But he gave, you, he gave me authority over my imagination, everything I want to do. Right? Everybody say, I, I can, can do, do anything, anything I put my mind to. But if you, now remember, you got to believe. That's why it says, I can. I am, I can. If you can imagine it, you got to speak it. Once you speak it, you got to put all your energies behind it. And once you put your energy behind you, man, listen, you can get up. Everybody got testimony after testimony that is true. Some of y'all have jobs you thought you would never get, but you said, I can do this. And you went home and you studied the manual and you read and you Googled and you did all that. And you came back and you applied and you got it. Something they thought you weren't going to get, it took you years, but it came up later on because you believed it. Now, if I know that I'm God and God currency is love, then if I attach love to it, then I'm rolling. And I understand his will and how it works and my imagination, and I use my imagination to do God's will, what's going to stop me? Now, I mean, there's nothing impossible for God. What? Oh, there's nothing impossible for you if he's inside of you. Now, this is important. The Father, everybody said the Father. the Father, and I are one. I know. How many people ever took a test and you was nervous? Right? Uh, but you studied. 
Raise your hand if you study. All right? And then after you study, you knew the material. How many people knew they were going to pass the test? I mean, you just knew it. Yeah. You just knew it. You just bring the test on. Right? Because I, 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 I'm going to pass. This, this is good. Right? Because I did all my preparation. I, I studied. I did what I was supposed to do. Imagine your imagination. Whatever you put, God says, if you can think it, I can do it. God says, if you can think it, I can help you pull it off. Because I'm living inside of you. But we look at where the Holy Spirit, where was the Holy Spirit? It resides with you and and if God is in you, I'm more than the world of nobody in the world outside of me has the power to stop the God in me. Who can stop the God in me? Only me. I can tell God, nope, I can't do it. That's where you don't think you can do it, then it won't happen. I'm not going to do it against your will. But if you believe, listen, even if you're a criminal, you don't like it. Even if you're a criminal and you say, I'm going to be the biggest drug dealer in the world, I'm going to be this here, you're going to do it. Now, you might get caught up and lose everything you got. But they got testimony, so they believed it and they started doing it and they worked it out and they pulled it off. Because they believed it, and they figured out how to run the system, how to do all this here, and then they ruined things. Now, God said, whenever you operate against my will, there's a consequence for your behavior. But you pulled it off. You said, I'm going to make all this money. They made a lot of money, and they had to give it away. But they lost it. Well, it came fast, and it was gone. But I want you to know this today. Right? And I don't want you to miss it. This is verse 14. So the word became human and made his home among us. Now, when you study Greek and Hebrew, among really means in. It means in. Everybody say in. So let's read it this way. So the word became human and made his home in us. Where? In us. So God wanted to, now if we believe this, that God created us in his image and he breathed into us the breath of life, and he's a spirit, who you think was inside of us? Hey, hey who, who, who was it? What spirit did he come in at? What spirit was it? Well, he didn't come in me. Well, who was it then? What was it? Who told you it wasn't God? Somebody who wanted to control you? Because if they know, listen, because who can control God? Nobody. So if, if, that's why he said when you get the Holy Spirit, you don't need nobody to teach you. Because once you get it, you got it. And now people can't manipulate you. They can't trick you into stuff because you already know. Because now you start to move in it. Now you just got to believe it. Everybody say believe it. Now I got to believe what I think. Now, you don't have to be poor if you don't want to be poor. Most of us are poor because we choose to be poor. People... A lot of us, God gave us so much money, we just blew it. We asked God for a certain amount of money. He gave it to us, and guess what we said? Now, God, they, they didn't give me enough. He said, I gave you exactly what you asked for. You just blew it. You bought a lot of lottery tickets. You bought some weed with it. You know, you, you, bought, you bought a car you couldn't afford. But I gave you what you asked for. And some of y'all asked for something, man, you couldn't even afford. You said, God, I want this house. And this house I want. And guess what he did? He gave it to you, right? And now you're like, God, I don't understand. I got this big old house. And uh, 
And now I ain't got no money to pay for it. He said, you didn't ask for money to pay for it. You asked for the house. <laughs> now, if you need money to pay for it, you need to ask me for the money. So then you got to be, how do I? And you got to say, God, I got this house, and I got the resources to pay for it. And once I say I got it, guess what he's going to do? This is a trick. This is good. This is a good one. Guess what he's going to do? He's going to start moving in your mind and, and ask you to figure out. Raise your hand if you're a mother. Right. Now I want you to stand up, mothers, if it ever been a situation, man, where you were struggling. Stand up. If there was ever a situation you were struggling. Now, stand up. If you if ever a situation you were struggling. Now, I want you all to just turn around and look. Turn around and look. All right? You can turn back around. Now, what? Tell me, did you work it out? Sit down if you worked it out. Yeah. So, so when I... God gave you a mindset, Glenda. You said, I don't know how I'm going to pay these bills. God said, well, you need to do this. He told you in your mind, do this. And then he said, do this. And then once he thought, you said, oh, God didn't just rain no money out of heaven. God said, do this. Do this. Make this change. Do this here. Become an entrepreneur. Do this here. Make this Do this business. Go over here. Babysit this child. Do this here. He told you how to get the money to do it. But it wasn't coming unless you thought about it first. Now, apply that to everything in your life. And when you walk out here today, and you walk out, and when you see now, it makes you treat everybody different because I'm looking at you, I'm looking at God. So now how I treat you is important. I can't call you a bee if I know you God. I can't tell you a bomb if I know you God. Because just because you don't recognize who you are, I do. I know who you are, right? And you got to believe who you are. And then God said, I can bring it. Now, if you can, every one of us got the mind. Every one of us got God's mind. Every one of us, because he created us in his image. He gave us the, the same creative power that he has. We can create whatever you want to create in life. I, I was, uh, she's not here today, but uh, Lance Walker wife. Uh, what's her name? Elva. I wish Elva was here. Is she here? No. Elva, uh, I remember Elva when she was young. She was a poor Hispanic girl in Twin Lake. I mean, I think Twin Lake somewhere. I, I don't know where I met her from, but she was poor, right? But, and she had a lot of brothers and sisters, but God blessed her with a creative mind to be able to start cooking. So she took some tamales and turned them into a prophet. And then she figured, well, I can cook Mexican food. People like it. So she started to do She said, you know what? I may cater for some people. Then she started catering. And then people start doing it. She said, and if I love them and treat them right, they're going to come up and they're going to tell somebody else. And then she said, you know what? I'm going to start a daycare and make more money. And then she started a daycare. He said, well, I'm going to buy me a food truck. Then she bought her a food truck. This, this, is all, this is all from a poor girl who had nothing. But she started thinking about what she can do, and God kept blessing her. Just like he did you, Margaret. When you was on the job and you wanted to raise and he made you the supervisor or he promoted you. When everybody else thought you couldn't and you said, I want to do it. Like sometimes you didn't tell nobody else and you said, well, I don't want that. But in your mind, you said, God, this is what I want. And you said it in your spirit and God brought it to pass against everybody else's eyes. Now, she, she don't know this. She can't do that. But God said, yes, she can. Yes, she can. Because once you start believing it, Kevin, then you can do it. Now, kids, hear this out. If I think I'm a fool, 
I'm going to act like a fool. I'm going to be whatever I think I am. So if somebody said, man, you're so silly, guess what we do? We act silly because everybody said we were silly. Why are they so dumb so we don't do nothing in school? They think I'm dumb anyway. But I'm not what you say I am. I'm what he said I am. And you know at any point you, in your mind, you say, man, I can get an A if I want to, but because everybody else say I'm dumb, I ain't going to do the work. So I'm not going to turn in an assignment. So you come home, and your mama says, you're dumb. You're just screwing around here. Blah, blah. And what she doing? And you keep believing it. So you keep doing it. But once you change your mind, I remember Jay uh, got a bad grade, and I told him I was going to buy him a moped. I said, Jay, you know you won't get no moped, because I told you, if you got good grades, you get and he got some, his grades weren't good. They weren't bad, but they weren't good. He had a couple C's. And then his mama said, okay. The next day, the boy came in and had all A's. <laughs> so then he showed me his report card. Dad, hold it, partner. Because right? he knew if, if, I, if I want this, I can do this. Yeah. I want everybody today to understand that God lives in you. And he's, he gave you a mind for a reason. Because your mind is the only thing that can nobody else mess with. That's why they, they can't do it. They can try to mess with it on the outside, but they can't do it unless you let them. Now, me, everybody said meditation. If you learn how to meditate, man, you really overcome the people. Because what you do is unplug from this three-dimensional world and become nothing, and then you get to feel the presence of God. Raise your hand if you ever meditated. Yeah, it, it changes you, man. You're like, oh, my God, this is a whole different world, right? And then you start meditating, and then you become something else. You're like, wow, I don't even feel myself. I don't even feel this stuff. None of it matters. Right, it doesn't because it's all an illusion. Everything you see is what somebody else thought about. When you meditate, it's what you. It's between you and God. And then when you come out of it, you say, God, this is what I want to be. He said, okay, now do it. And then when you meditate, all of a sudden, man, all the things you think about doing is there. All of a sudden, you get to see God, man, in living colors because you start to believe. I remember uh, Brother Dennis, and I'm done. Brother Dennis, uh, you know, he old. He's 73 years old. He's a young fellow, right? But he said that, you know, I want to learn how to fix a, 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 a lawnmower motor, motors and lawnmowers and snowblowers and all this kind of stuff. And he said, I can do this. And he's 73 years old. 73. He said, I can do this. He found a man that, he said, man, I can, yeah, yeah, I can do this. Now all of a sudden, he can do it. Now he's 73. He may as well have been 13 years old. Because once he made his mind up to do it, he did it. And he can be working on something, man, that God will tell him, say, no, you need to do this. And then he changed over, he do this. And he, and God, remember I told you about Lance one time? Lance said, oh, hold it just a minute. Mm, mm. And he started rubbing his head like this, you know. And he said, okay, I got it. Right? Because God will show you how to do it. Mothers, how many times have you rubbed your head and you said in the midnight hour, you said, God, you got to show me this here. Because I ain't got to, I ain't, uh, you got to show me. And then all of a sudden, the light came on. And when the light came on, the sky was the limit. Don't let nobody tell you what you're not when you know God is in you. You got to move and walk as though God is in you, right? Know that he's, y'all, me and my father are one. Now, I'm not saying you're the almighty God. I'm saying God is living in you and your creative imagination. He's there trying to tell you, I want you to be this if you believe it. Now, watch. If you don't believe it, you can't do it. 
That's why they tell you in Christianity, if you don't believe that Jesus is, then you won't. I think Jesus is the manifestation of us. That's why he came in human form, showing us what we can do, man, when we connect with God, be one, when we one with God. That's all Jesus was. God wasn't trying to show his power like, well, I'm God, here I am. He said, I want to show you what you can do, man, when you really connect with me as a human being. That's why he used a, that's why he used a girl. He didn't do anything mystical. All right? Amen? Get a little hand clap. The creative power of God is in the creative mind of humans. Only thing happen is going to only happen from within. It's only going to happen from within. God lives inside of you. And when you get inside of you, do self-talks. Talk to yourself. When you talk to yourself, you're talking to God inside of you. That's why he says go into your secret closet between you and him. That's what you're doing. He said go into your secret closet where it's just me and you. And then we can talk. Well, who are you talking to? Well, I'm talking to God. He said, you're really talking to me. I'm just, I'm inside. So then all of a sudden, you start getting ideas and minds on how to do it. He said, I told you, you can do it. You just didn't believe it. But now you spend time with me, you can do all things. Watch this here. Through Christ that strengthens you. So no longer you can blame anybody for anything else. Don't, don't, don't blame anybody else for your Failure or success. All your failure and all your success rise on you. Amen? Amen. Everybody stand to your feet and get a little hand clap. A little different message today, huh? Yeah, yeah, I told you I was going to tell you a little different, right? That's just the beginning of what really going, I'm going to share, right? I want to, uh, uh, I want to remind everyone that the ministry happens with your help. It doesn't happen without your help. Uh, you got to trust God and believe God uh, that, that he will uh, always replenish your barn. Don't hold back when it comes to helping the ministry do what we got to do. We got a lot of stuff to do, but we can't do it without you all. So if you guys tip the church, then we're going to do a little bit of stuff, right? We're trying to do a lot of things and try to be a lot of stuff to a lot of people uh, inside the church and outside the church. It only happens, man, with your help, right? And God's never going to let you go without. So please, I'm asking you guys, continue to trust God in your giving like you trust him in everything else. Right? Go to God and ask God, God, what do you want me to do? He said, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. And he'll direct your path. Don't listen to Pastor Duran. Listen to the God in you. Amen? Because he did tell us that men would give unto your bosom. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over. Who going to give? I know y'all want God to drop it out of the sky, but somebody's going to bless you. Maybe it's with a job or somewhere else, but it's coming through somebody, right? Somebody thinking about you. Hey, that's good, isn't it? Somebody thinking about you. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for thinking about us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for depositing your spirit inside of us. Lord, let us realize even the more who you are. We thank you for Jesus Christ and him coming down and showing us that if we stay connected with you, we can do all things. You, he told us in his word. He said, the works that I do, you'll be able to do even greater works. But you can't do it unless you know who you are and whose you are. So, Lord, I'm asking you to touch each one of these people in this room and the people that's listening to my voice. Let them know that you love them so much 
that you've downloaded your spirit inside of them. Lord, I thank you so much. And Lord, as we prepare to leave, we ask you to be with us always. Remind us in our conscious mind that you're always with us everywhere we go. That we always represent you. Let us be cognizant of that. So everybody we deal with, they're dealing with you. Let us our honesty and our integrity always go before us. And we just thank you, Lord, for all the traveling mercies, how you protected us in so many situations, in so many ways. Thank you for blessing us financially, greater than we ever thought we'd ever, ever, ever have. You've done it for us. So be with us. Lord, we want to pray for those who don't know you and want to get to know you. And you said wherever there's two or three tests in the green, you'll be in the middle. So, Lord, we ask you, don't let them be afraid to come forward so someone can touch and agree with them. Thank you, and we love you so much. May the Lord be with you, and may the Lord watch you, and may the Lord protect you, and may the Lord continue to reveal himself to you so you know who you are in him. God bless you. You may be dismissed. The altar is open for those who like prayer. Sister Onika. The announcement about the play in the program is the information for the Florenthal, but the play is here tonight, and the tickets are $25 um, and $35 for the reception. That's to eat and the ticket, but $25 just for the ticket, and you can get tickets at the door. So the play tonight at 7